Welcome to the Agoracom Podcast, where investors discover great small cap companies. Thank you for taking Agoracom with you and make sure to follow our podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, long weekend edition uh, with George Cholos, founder of Agoracom, Perry Little, CEO of Green River Gold. For those new to this story, in a landscape where gold has comfortably surpassed and is in around $2,000, plus the growing demand for battery metals from electric vehicles that's reshaping the industry to the tune of what? $7 trillion market by 2030. Small cap resource companies are starting to really flourish again. But it also presents investors with a dilemma because sometimes you got to choose one or the other. Well, Green River Gold is a small cap resource company that offers investors both thanks to assembling a powerhouse set of projects in British Columbia that include the Quinell Nickel Magnesium Talc Project, mineralization there, all 42 holes drilled, mineralization, all of them, the Fontaine Gold Project, the Kaimar Silver Project, and the newly acquired Cali Lithium Pegmentite Project. What they all have in common is being in some of British Columbia's most highly prospective mining districts. Now, how come a lot of you probably haven't heard of Green River yet? Well, they're operating in what I call stealth mode, strategic, gathering resources, getting their targets, securing funding, and now they're they're really on their way. And what we're talking about today, the headline, Green River Gold records anomalous high gold, cobalt, lead, and zinc XOF readings at the Quinell Nickel Project. Perry, welcome back, my friend. Good to see you, George. Long weekend coming up. You look pretty relaxed. Yeah, yeah, they got the long weekend hat because, you know, it's already kind of starting, but this is a great way to, to spend the long weekend because it's amazing info. First question, anomalous. I looked up the definition, deviating from what is standard, normal, or expected. So that yeah. could be good or bad. We're presuming this is good because it's a press release. How anomalous is this? What can, in, in layman's terms, before we go into details, how anomalous is this? How happy of what you guys have kind of kind of found here? Well, some of my teachers when I was in school thought I was anomalous, uh, but they had me tested. I turned out I was I was a little little dim, but I was I was okay. So, uh, yeah, anomalous. Uh, I'll tell you where that came from. We we've got experience with these XRF guns, right? They're, it's X-ray fluorescence. It looks like a little ray gun, and uh, we are in a unique situation because we're only forty-five minutes away from where we're drilling. So we have this big shop that our private company runs that we run our whole drill program out of. We got a six thousand square foot shop. So every night we bring the drill core back, and by noon the next day we've zapped it with this XRF gun. And we know what's in it, so it tells us if we're wasting our time going a bad direction. Right. Uh, we haven't had that happen to us yet. We've been really fortunate. But um, the XRF results we've been getting were for magnesium, cobalt, chromium, and nickel. And we've compared it to assays. And we know that the XRF gun gives us a very accurate reading on that stuff. Right? So we're drilling hole number 43. And this one is uh, not from one of these big outcrops where we drilled the other 42. This one was from down lower. So there was 40 feet of gravel. The glaciers very graciously left a pile of gravel on top of the bedrock and most of the most of the caribou. So. So we had to go through 40 feet of gravel, and then we hit the bedrock. And as soon as we hit the bedrock, same results as the other holes. Nickel, magnesium, cobalt, chromium, same readings right from the start. So that was all marvelous. Uh, then we got down about 48 meters. And uh, the whole hole, by the way, we, we ended up down 120 meters altogether in this one. But there was a three-meter stretch we hit about halfway down that looked different. 
And when our geologist looked at it, he said, this looks like massive sulfide, which we hoped would be in that area because uh, the, the, the whole area, it's volcanic rock. And, and so it's quite possible you're going to find massive sulfide or semi-massive sulfide in there. You just so weren't we expecting it this it. soon, I don't think, right? We didn't expect to see it shallow. No, we, we figured when we drilled deep holes, you know, we get down two, 300 meters. So we figured that's, you know, if we're going to hit it, that's where we'd hit it. Uh, so to see a band of this stuff uh, three meters wide, uh, only 48 meters deep, uh, was really a pleasant surprise. So we took the XRF gun, and uh, the XRF gun will read all kinds of different minerals, by the way. And uh, we didn't have the confidence yet. Uh, when, we, when we saw the numbers that came back, we, we just said they're anomalous high. But we, we hit numbers for uh, uh, when we zapped it with the XRF gun. We had we had gold in this, which we don't have in the regular core on this area of the, pro of the, of the project. Unbelievable. We, we had lead. We had zinc. And uh, we have some cobalt in, in the regular core we get, but this was higher cobalt readings as well. But this it's safe to say rock, it's safe to say that the numbers were so anomalous that you probably didn't want to put them out because you want to get them confirmed by assay. Yeah, I, I I didn't trust them enough because we, wow. we haven't had the chance to we haven't had a chance to back test this. Uh, they, they they were high enough that we went, you know, that's kind of cool. So we basically uh, cut the core in half and sent it off. It's already been at the lab for a few days. And we're hoping for a very fast turnaround on it. We're excited to see what's in there. Uh, it's about a three meter section. And then the funny thing is, once you got through the three meters, it went right back to the regular stuff again and, and continued on down to 120 meters. Uh, at 120 meters, we started hitting a bunch of loose rock. It was taking forever to drill. It was just difficult rock conditions. And the, the, the rig we're using in a perfect condition might get down 150 meters. So you get down to 120 and you're hitting, you know, it, it, it didn't make sense to keep going. So we, we discontinued that hole. We pulled over. But it ended one. mineralization, right? It ended mineralization. Yeah, it. We were still in mineralization and in the regular stuff. But we're excited about the fact that we've got what looks like, uh, you know, uh, perhaps uh, uh, a different type of rock and something that, you know, I mean, massive sulfide, semi-massive sulfide. Some of the biggest mines on the planet are built on that stuff, right? Well, hold on. I want to put in perspective for people at home who don't maybe can't process all that and what it means. Your geologist, your project geologist, I think, said it best. He said, we believe this drill hole is close to a potential local source of gold, silver, lead, and zinc metallic vein systems. So that really puts into perspective. You want to you want to expand on that a little bit? Why you guys are thinking that? Well, right off the bat, because of the volcanic origin of this origin of this rock uh, that we're in, uh, we we thought there could be this type of uh, you know massive sulfide somewhere in there, or semi semi massive sulfide perhaps. And uh, it it, it uh, we, we weren't really expecting to hit it this soon. Uh, what we've got is sort of a vein of it. Uh, it, it that vein won't exist in isolation. Okay, that didn't just land there. That's feeding up from something probably deeper down. Uh, so we've got to try to trace the source of it. So we had already moved the rig by the time we realized what we had. We hit the tough rock. Our guys are pretty quick, right? We had our next rig location picked up. They'd already pulled this thing up, moved it 800 meters away, and started drilling the next hole. So we're well into the second one now. Uh, if we had realized what we had that much quicker, we might have just moved this thing uh, 30 feet over to the side and drilled another hole right there. Does that mean so, you guys uh, are going to come back, Perry? You guys are planning yeah, to come back? i finish hole number two here. Well, unless we hit the same thing in hole number two. I mean, who oh, knows? Boy. <laughs> we're, we're, we're 800 meters away, and we, we don't really know what's going to be down there. So far, 
you know, put it this way, we've got, we've got um, the entire footprint of our deep purple magnetic anomaly, which is where the nickel, magnesium, uh, cobalt, and chromium exist. Uh, every hole we've drilled, they all, they all look pretty much the same, right? The grades are about the same in every one. Uh, we've drilled on these two big outcrops that are eight kilometers apart. This hole was drilled uh, 900 uh, meters away from one of those big outcrops. Uh, the next one's another 800 meters away. So we're trying to prove the continuity of that stuff that we've got. And I tell you, if we've got this covering this entire area, and it's a big if, we've only done so much drilling so far, but uh, we're 43 for 43 now in terms of hitting that same uh, sort of nickel grade. And that nickel grade, by the way, is similar to what Giga Metals has uh, 12 and a half hours north of us with their Turnagain project. And I like that project, And uh, but don't take my word for it. Take Mitsubishi's word for it. Mitsubishi bought 15% of that project yep. for 8 million bucks last uh, August. And uh, they, they have a lot of nickel up there. But if you take a look at the entire footprint of our deep purple magnetic anomaly, if we keep hitting on every hole, this is a huge project, right? And and, uh, and, and it's a you said it's the 43rd hole, but it's the first one of the year. Right, first one of 2023. One this year, yeah. So off to a great start. Yeah. How many holes are you guys yeah. drilling, Perry? Now, because you mentioned obviously this one, 2301. You're already off to the second one because your team is super fast. How many? How many are you drilling? And what does this anomalous, you know, reading? How does it impact the the drill program going forward? Yeah, we're still figuring that out. This was a curveball that got thrown at us uh, just a week ago, right? That's when we realized we had this this other structure in there, perhaps. So, so it's it, we're we're making our plans on the fly. Uh, at the uh, try not to sound like Doctor Fauci, but we're going to be data driven on this thing, and and uh, you always we're, are. We're gonna, we're, you know, we're going to. I've always been an opportunist and a pragmatist. So, I mean, if we see something that looks really good, we'll we'll modify our plans. Um, we have five more of these winky holes planned uh, using the winky drill that we've got, the super winky that'll get down, you know, 150 meters, perhaps. Uh, we're getting a lot of mileage out of that thing. Uh, and then the, the bigger plan for this year is uh, 20 holes using a larger drill that'll go down 300 meters. So 20 300 meter holes is what we want to drill in addition. We're awaiting permits on that. So for the time being, we're continuing the work with the winky drill. And then we're going to hopefully do some trenching and uh, a bunch of metallurgical work on this thing as well. These and, first five holes, when when do you expect them to be complete? And then I and then I guess it'll take about three four weeks after that until you have all the results. Or are you going to do one assay at a time? Uh, how are you going to how are you going to announce the drill results? Well, we it takes a couple of weeks to drill them. Uh, it varies depending on how cooperative the rock is. At times, it just doesn't want to come up very easily. Uh, but uh, say a couple of weeks in between holes. So, uh, you know, sometime toward the end of next week, I would imagine we'll have the results on hole number two, maybe early the following week. And uh, we'll probably put out the XRF results on that. Um, and within a week or two of that, we should have the assay results for this unique spot that we've got. And then we'll, we'll be sending batches of the, the regular stuff in, uh, I say regular stuff, but the the, the core that looks like every other piece of core that we've got, we'll send some of that in for assay as we go as well. So we'll have a steady stream of news. I like that. We, Sometimes we companies go. wait for the whole batch and then everyone's waiting around and like, okay, I'll go somewhere else until the whole batch comes back. I like, I like that you're maintaining interest from your shareholders in the markets 
by a, a nice steady drip of assay by assay by assay. It, it's important to keep that news flow going. It's important for us to know that information, right? Uh, so, you know, the XRF results are great, but they're not definitive. And uh, so we'll release those as we go. Uh, if we get some comfort uh, that the XRF is actually somewhat correct on this other stuff, then maybe we start using XRF results on that. But it'll take a little while for us to get that comfort zone because it's. Uh, I, I think the XRF guns are are quite accurate. If you got something that's evenly disseminated, like it has been uh, from top to bottom, all these holes that we got, these forty-three holes, the area with the nickel, magnesium, cobalt, chromium, you can't tell the tenth meter from the fiftieth meter. Really I mean, consistent. Very right? small. Really consistent all the consistent. way through the core right from the first foot, like the, wow. it starts right at surface in every hole and then uh, right down to the bottom. So the, the only- Is that uh, common, Perry? Is that common for, again, for the layman at home? Because we don't all, we don't do a bunch of drilling. We don't look at core. How common is it to have that consistency from, from soup to nuts? I'd, I'd say it's quite uncommon. Uh, it, it's uh, to see something that evenly disseminated. Uh, I don't recall seeing a lot of drill results like that, uh, especially starting in the first foot. Right. I mean, we're, we're literally the first foot of material looks like the hundred foot, uh, you know, I'm going back and forth. That's, yeah, that is incredible. You know, uh, as far as, you know, mining, uh, you know, other than scraping some gravel off the top of this stuff, we have no overburden. Right. And and uh, so there's there's you're, you'd be mining the first foot of this stuff. Right? It, it's it's crazy. And uh, we actually have two great big hills. Zone one and zone two are large outcrops. Uh, they stand about 700 feet above the surrounding ground. Uh, so, you know, before we could do an open pit, we'd have to scrape the top off of a bunch of hills. So our rock trucks would be going downhill instead of uphill when they're full. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully yeah, they go both directions. Make sure they got extra brakes. Make sure they, yeah, make sure they got extra brakes on them. Yeah. Good regenerative braking, and you could come back up under battery power. Right? So, so uh, yeah. And, and one important thing we should cover, because again, a lot of people are just discovering the company now, because you guys are really, like I said, you guys, you guys are in stealth mode and you're really, you know, coming out now, this year coming out party. You've got, you've got some good strategic funding in place you've, uh, in order to get this done, right? Yeah, we, we did a flow through offering that we closed just last month. So we got some money in the bank from that. Uh, we've got some sort of hidden assets on our balance sheet as well. When we first got this company going, we were looking at doing some placer mining stuff. So we've got a few hundred thousand bucks worth of placer mining properties that we're planning to spin off or sell off uh, and get some cash in from that as well. And we still got a few pieces of equipment laying around from one of our early iterations of what we were going to do with the company. That was before we managed to pick up a wonderful piece of property. And once we did that, uh, you know, the whole game changed. So we, we staked, uh, just to give you an idea how, how deliberate we were with this thing. Uh, I came up with the idea for Green River. We reorganized an old dying company and recapitalized it in May of 17. Renamed it Green River in September of 17. We started with a, a company that had a bunch of tax losses, a cool name and $73,000 in cash. And uh, that was about it. Uh, that was September of 17. Um, we uh, were already out there. We have a private company that provides services to mining companies out there. So, uh, you know, we have a big shop right in Quinnell. It's 45 minutes away from where we're, our primary property is. So our guys can hop in the truck in the morning and grab a cup of coffee. And it's not even cold by the time they get to the drill site. So it's, it's rather remarkable in terms of efficiency. 
but our, our private co um, get put us on the map out there. So we got to know all the local geologists. We already had a pretty good understanding of the area because I'd done a lot of due diligence out there on two of our neighbors, Amanika and Osisco. Uh, back when Osisco was still called Barkerville Gold Mines, okay, when Frank Callahan was running it. So uh, we staked the property uh, in March of 19. Okay, so we got this company going in May of 17. It took almost two years before we decided on a property that fit. So that's how deliberate we were. And we were using all local talent, local geologists to stomp around the bush. I think I walked around more bush than I did growing up in Terrace Bay, Ontario as a kid, uh, you know, for the first couple of years. Um, don't know if I'm up to that anymore. But uh, we we uh, we were very deliberate on staking that property. And we staked it in between basically two gold mines. But a month after we staked the original property, uh, Osisco bought Barkerville Gold Mines for $335 million. And what they did is they brought in the missing ingredients that have been missing from the Caribou Mining District since uh, probably about 1870, and that is capital. So Cisco kind of turned the lights on for the area and you know started fast tracking a mine. They drilled 152,000 meters of holes just in 2021 alone, right next door to us. They had 10 rigs turning full time. Uh, so there's a lot of work going on. We have property that is contiguous to theirs. We 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 doubled our property. We got 200 square kilometers there now. We doubled it just a few weeks ago. So we're contiguous to Osisco on the one side, and on the other side, our good friends at Amanika Mining, who have a unique underground alluvial gold project there on the other side of us, and we touch right up to them on the a other nice side. Neighborhood. Nice neighborhood. The nice neighborhood, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. And if you go southeast on the big trend, uh, follow the Eureka Thrust trend that goes down through Keras Gold, which is one of Eric Spratt's uh, companies. Uh, well, I think he owns 27% of it last time I looked. Uh, Spanish Mountain Gold, Imperial Metals, Mount Poly Mine. Those are those are all within 60 kilometers of us as the crow flies. So this is an area that's just chock-a-block full of gold. We just happen to have this weird anomaly, the the, the deep purple anomaly, uh, with this volcanic stuff, um, which turned out to have a bunch of nickel on it, and tell. That's another interesting byproduct. We, we got uh, that's the big that's the big um, hidden hidden jewel that we got to talk about one day on yeah. its own. Uh, yeah. But right now, as long as you keep going four to three, four forty three uh, yeah. minimization on your on your on your drills, it's uh, you know it's it, that's got the that's got the attention of everybody right now. Perry, and congratulations that you that you brought it to this stage so far, and it seems like it just seemed it's accelerating now. Yeah, and uh, number forty four, we're well underway on number forty four. So there we go, so a few more to go, and. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. I mean, that's just uh, the, the immediate feedback we get is really cool. I'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie. So, you know, the fact that our guys drill during the day, bring the core back at the end of the night, and, and they tell me what it looks like visually. And then by noon the next day, they've zapped it. And I know what the XRF results are on it, right? Yeah, that's and, really unique. And I got to tell you, all, all shareholders are really uh, in an advantageous uh, position there. Because uh, like you and I said, we've talked about off camera sometimes. Uh, George Com, George Com Metals could be drilling for weeks and doesn't get the assays for another few weeks and doesn't realize that all those weeks of drilling were wasted because if they just known the results or at least had a good indication uh, on yeah. the first two or three holes, they would have just stopped and recalibrated, right? So George Com Gold, not a good situation. Green River Gold, a very good situation. Yeah. Very, yeah. 
Yeah, Thank you, you, you've got to have immediate feedback, right? You've got to have something directing you. The XRF isn't perfect, but it sure is a it's a time saver. Yeah, it tells you if you're going the right direction, and it's a bit it's basically a great go no go indicator, and that's huge, right? You don't have to live with the anxiety of are we even in the right place? We're gonna take a week. It's like sailing the ocean. And you got to wait weeks to find out if actually you've been going the right direction. That that's kind of scary. So having the XRF sharing those results with us today, Perry has been great. We continue to remain excited about what you're doing and can't wait to get the results back on this hole and then get the assays back on, on the next one. So on, on number two and then three, four and five. So we're going to be together. We're going to do the Perry and George show this entire summer, my friend. <laughs> can't wait can't wait so is the d standing for dunce or what is that exactly hey 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 that's for the <laughs> dallas cowboys right there oh okay sorry that's the dallas cowboys right there see i took it more personally that you didn't recognize my team logo versus calling me a dunce that goes to show how much i like the dallas cowboys i'm not wearing a maple leafs hat so i've, I've got the dallas cowboys hat on my friend but uh yeah, next time you'll throw your hat on and when we're on see this is my uh -huh. long weekend look it's a long weekend, we you know, getting ready for it. But uh, and and I noticed that you're even really dressed down for your usual. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Well, this is this is casual clothes for me, right? That, I was, that's I was casual for you. I love it. This is as casual as I get. So. I love it, Perry. Thanks for joining us, my friend. Enjoy. Listen, great results. You've got some great stuff going on. So make sure you enjoy your long weekend because you've earned it. You, you and the whole team, my friend. Thanks, Jerry. Have a great long weekend. We'll talk soon. For everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, or your favorite podcast platform. To Perry Little, he's CEO at Green River Gold Trades in Canada, CCR. We're going to talk about that stock sip, but one day we got all sorts of fun things to talk about inside this company. It's like an onion. And in the U.S., CCRRF. For those new to the story, that's going to be a lot of you. Make sure you visit the company's profile page on Agoracom to get a better idea of what they've got there. And then... Head over to the company's website, do your deep dive due diligence. Because, guys, if you believe in the future of gold, if you believe in the, in the future of nickel and battery metals and what that's going to need, then Green River Gold provides you a beautiful hybrid there. Do due diligence. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. Hey, guys, this podcast is over. But don't forget to help your company by liking it or even leaving a comment. And then... Don't forget to help yourself by following us on Spotify, Google, Apple, or on your favorite podcast platform, so you will never miss another one great Agora Gomez Small Cap Podcast.